enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome, you are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I'm joined today by Melanie Hudson, and this is exciting because for the very first time in Looking for Love and More history, we are recording via Skype. We have not done this before. We've always been in a studio, well, in a studio, in my apartment, but it's nice that we can do shows and not have to be face-to-face, not that I don't love being face-to-face with you, but also Uh gives me the opportunity to interview other people who are not necessarily local. No, I think it's a great thing. Technology is bringing together people like never before. So we live, I think, 25 miles apart, and it sounds like you're sitting right next to me. I know, 25 miles, but in LA, it could be two hours. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So So this is beautiful. Yeah, we have those challenges. So today we are talking about the power of yes and the power of no. And when do you say yes? And when do you say no? It's a really big question because I often tell people to say yes. We need to say yes much more often. But on the flip side, there are times that we need to say no. A good time to say yes is when you really, really want to say, when you really, really want to do it, when you really want to accept the invitation, when it fulfills a desire, and it's something that your heart really wants to do, not because you're feeling obligated or pressured, but because you really, really want to do it to fulfill you. That's the big yes. Yes, I would absolutely agree with you. Although I might just back off a little bit on the really want to do it. Sometimes it's not the really want to do it, but there's something we really want. And I think that's what you're saying. We know that if we do this thing, which we may not really want to do, for example, exercise, (laughs) (laughs) right? because what we really, really want is to look good in our genes or feel fit and strong. So when we know we really want that doing something, sometimes it's difficult. I'm going to say more often than not, if it's something that's important to us and it's something worthwhile, it'll be difficult. And sometimes it's scary or uncomfortable. We talk about this a lot, but you're right about the, when we really want something, and I think you said it really well, it fills our soul. Those are the times we want to say yes, and don't let those other things get in the way. So yes. And when it comes to sex, when is a good time to say yes? Because I want to really address the yeses and the nos. I think so many people say yes when they should be saying no. And they say no when, and I don't really like the word should, but when it would be, we'll say more beneficial to be saying yes. And it's a really important topic. And I deal with this almost every day in my practice. Women and men who are saying yes to things, sexual and relational, that really build up resentment and negatively impact the relationship. For example, If a woman is, or a man for that matter, but I think more often than not, it's women, but certainly can be men, are saying yes to sex, and it could just be sex in general, or it could be a 
specific type of sex. Maybe it's something a little kinky, uh, but it could just be sex in general because their partner wants to have sex and they're saying yes and they're doing it because it's the thing that they think their partner wants them to do or they think it's what they should do and they say yes and they end up having sex and it's not very enjoyable for anybody and when that happens over time sex becomes not very enjoyable it becomes something that feels more like a chore and it just loses its excitement. It loses its fun and certainly isn't as pleasurable as it could be. That's true. And then there are times when you think it might be a chore, but you decide to do it anyway and think of the goodness that comes out of it, the goodness of being connected with your partner, the goodness of what sexual energy can do for you because sexual energy, whether you actually have um, intercourse or you're just building it with foreplay or, or teasing is so good for you. This, this is, um, life force energy and it fulfills, uh, it, it adds energy to all of your cells. It's beneficial to the organs. It makes you feel great. It gives you a glow. It's got all these endorphins. It gets, it gets your hormones racing and running. So saying yes, even when you're not so sure you feel like saying yes, it has many, many positive benefits. Yes. And this is exactly what I was talking about before. It may not be something that you really want to do, but you know, if you do it, you will get something that you really, really want. Yeah, I like that. So it could be connection with your partner. It could be if you give yourself that space and that opportunity, it ends up being really wonderful. But you're approaching it from a yes place. You're approaching it from a place of, yes, I want to do this or I'm going to do this because I know that there is a possibility for me to get something that I really want that's really important. And it could be feeling sexually alive. It could be feeling really close to your partner. It could be a really good time. And, you know, when you say yes from that place, that's what we're talking about. And if it's not something that you want to do or that you really can't, maybe you're feeling really ill, or maybe you're just so disconnected from your partner, you can't possibly surrender or open up to him or her then saying no is a good idea. So the time that I feel that no is really the, the powerful word to say is when it really is not feeling good to you, whether you're, whether it's about not feeling well or it's just not a good vibe. And I think a lot of people are hesitant to say no um, because they're afraid of hurting their feeling, the feelings of their partner. And a lot of times people, like you said earlier, they'll engage anyway, often to feel resentful or regretful. Right. And I think that, we, you know, especially women, we feel like, oh, we don't want to hurt our partner or we don't want to make, you know, put a dent in, in somebody's ego. And so we'll just do it whether we don't, whether we feel like it or not. And that's not a good time to, that's not a good situation. However, there are times maybe when you're not feeling like having sex and you end up having sex and then you end up having a fantastic time. Yes. If you are coming from a place of, yes, you're coming from a place of, I don't really feel like this, but I'm, I'm going to give myself and my partner this opportunity because something could really great could happen and you're open to it. But if it's coming from a place of, oh, 
I have to do this. I should do this. I need to do this. I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to do this. (laughs) That's different, right? So it is kind of the mindset that you have. And it's also really knowing what your boundaries are, knowing what's okay and what's not okay. We could talk about sexually, knowing that you have certain limits that work for you. Now, it's not to say that they're rigid or you're rigid or everything's written in stone. I think it's important to be open-minded and to discuss possibilities for expanding your sexual behaviors or experiences or things to talk about with your partner that might be possible that could end up being something that you really enjoy. But you do need to know where that line gets drawn, what's okay, what's not okay. I mean, I just talked to a client today on the phone and and he was telling me that he had told a new partner that he was not interested in any kind of BDSM, that it was something that really was uncomfortable for him. Like he set that boundary and he knew that about himself. He told his partner that, and that's what we need to do. We need to be clear about those things and talk about them with our partner. And then, you know, when our partner does ask us whether we've communicated something or not for something that they would like to do or they would like us to do, and we know that that is not in our, we'll say, this is an okay thing. That's not something that we feel comfortable with or are ready to do for whatever reason. We need to say no. It doesn't mean there can't be a conversation about it, perhaps, or that something in the future could be different, but it is important to know what those yeses and those nos are for yourself sexually. Exactly. And you know what? And that's a very good point, too, is knowing enough about ourselves and so that we can know what our boundaries really are um, and really knowing what our values are, knowing you know, who we are deeply inside. So if we're feeling really, we're reserved type of a person, we're not the kind of person who's into these, you know, kinky things or, uh, you know, risky types of things. It's easy to say no, because we're upholding our own values. Or if we know we're wild and crazy, it's easy to say yes. I think a lot of this is just knowing who we are deep inside, even before you even get together with a partner. I mean, that's probably one of the most important things about a relationship anyway, is knowing enough about yourself so that you can go into a relationship comfortably being truly who you are and comfortably expressing who you are, knowing your boundaries, expressing that to them. And also that's part of the getting to know you part of the relationship. Um, a lot of these uh, opportunities or these these possibilities for sexual ad- adventure, they can be discussed long in advance. You can ha- have a discussion about it at lunchtime and make it very clear at lunch before there's even an, an opportunity of, uh, you know, potentially um, disappointing a partner or something, just laying it out then before you're in that type of a situation. Yes. That way your partner is clear with who, with who you are, you make it clear. And then if the situation comes up and you're in bed and there's an opportunity to do something a little more adventuresome than you would normally do, and you say no, thank you anyway, you're not hurting anybody. But then at the same time, if you decide to open up just a little tiny bit and go for the adventure, that could be like a huge, big, fun uh, experience and step in the relationship. 
Yeah, and then these are the times it gets a little tricky. And I, I absolutely love what you're saying about having these conversations before you're in bed naked. Having these conversations ahead of time, one can be really intimate. You're sharing a lot of information. And when you do actually end up having sex, it'll be a much better experience. So those are important conversations to have. But then I also see clients who are very much rigid or closed off to any new experiences. And those say, I only like it this way. It has Mm -hmm. to be this way. No other way works for me. I'm not interested in any other way. And what I like to say to those people is, I, I, you know, certainly want to respect them, but at the same time is what about possibilities that you aren't aware of? What don't you know that you don't know? What if there was a whole new world out there of pleasure and experiences that you might enjoy? And I usually use food analogies, which I usually love to do. Uh, you know, if you've never <laughs> tried a certain type of food and you've tried it once and you knew you hated it or you never tried it because it just sounded too horrible. And what if you try it and it ends up being something that that you really like? And sexually, there's all kinds of things that we have yet to experience. There's just so many possibilities of how and where we're being touched and the things that we can do and the ways that we can do it. And when we are able to, like you said, explore our own bodies, know ourselves, and really get curious about that, then we can take it into the bedroom with the partner. That makes it much easier. But sometimes it's also saying, okay, hey, I'm open to trying some new things. And if something doesn't feel good or it hurts, I'm going to tell you to stop and I need to know that you'll do that. So it's also really having some trust in yourself and in your partner that if something doesn't feel good emotionally or physically, that it will stop. Do you ever have clients who there is a couple there, let's say they're a couple and the one person loves a particular type of um, sexual activity and the other partner doesn't like it, but the uh, first partner constantly asks for it. And so the second person keeps giving, even though they don't love it. Do you ever find that that happens? And what does that do to a relationship? Yes. So I hear that all the time and it is a problem. And when we are doing things out of obligation or things that don't feel good, it, it's not a good experience. But if we say no to everything and we don't try, that's not good either. So these are conversations that couples need to have. I mean, it always comes down to communication, right? Communication. I always talk about that, but it's such an important thing. And for a partner to say, okay, these are things that I really am into or I really want to try. And the other partner can say, okay, this, this is something I'm willing to try. This is something I'm not. I mean, people are going to have different preferences sexually. Some people say they're not sexually compatible, but I always say nobody's sexually compatible, at least not for the long term. Sometimes we start Mm. out that way, but people don't want the exact type, same type of sex in the exact same way at the same time with the amount of same frequency, right? So those things vary. So it's not so much a problem as much as it is a concern and the meaning that people give it creates a lot of problems in a relationship. So generally speaking, if we think of like the Venn diagram, so we have the two people with their sexual preferences or desires, there's usually that space in the middle where they meet, where they can find enough things that they both enjoy. And that's a really great place to start. Start with the things that you both 
either already enjoy or want to explore, that there's a possibility there. Then things can evolve. Then there's always potential pleasure that can be discovered, but first to be able to just find the things that you enjoy. And it's very unlikely, I've never seen it, a couple that can't find anything. Now, if somebody has a fetish, like I cannot, will not ever enjoy sex without this thing, uh, then we can talk about expanding their sexual responses and behaviors and, and turn-ons. Um, that's possible too. But if they're like, nope, this is the only way, it's kind of what I was saying before, this is the only way I want to do it. This is the only thing that works for me. And the other person is saying, I will never, ever, ever do that. Uh, now we have a problem. And mm-hmm. this couple probably is not going to be able to, we'll say, be, have a sustainable relationship if they're so rigid and there's no room for exploration or possibility. And that can happen. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Then I would say you're incompatible. If you have a partner who's just not willing to move an inch and they're saying, this is the only way it can be. And the other partner saying, well, this is the only way it can be. And they just don't meet. And there's no, no room for any possibilities. I mean, unless they're just willing to live like that. And that's a decision that they have. But I'm going to say that is a relationship that is going to struggle. Wow. Not only that, but I imagine that if a person is that rigid in their sexual preferences, they're like that in every area of their life. Mm-hmm. If they're that, um, you know, uh, determined to have uh, have things be a certain way only in their sexual, I mean, in their sexual life, they must be like that at work in the way they, uh, their decisions with, with what they eat. They probably eat certain things or don't eat their, you know, it's like all the other analogies and metaphors that you mentioned. So rigidity and sexuality, I imagine equals rigidity in all areas of life. And again, if that's the way that they choose to live their life, that's their decision. And if it works for them, great. Uh, but also to look at, are there things that might work better? And if there's something else you want, say yes. (laughs) That would be an example of say yes. I would say to that person, I want you to say yes more often. Say yes to more things because their general personality or just automatic behavior is immediately probably to many things in their life. Like you said, it's to say no. Nope, that's uncomfortable. No, I don't like that. No, I don't. That doesn't something I want. There's just they're, they're in a sort of a no mentality. So that's somebody I would say just work on saying yes more often, see what Mm -hmm. happens. There's a whole world out there that can open up to them. And then there's the people who never say no. They say yes to everything. They want everybody to be happy. They say yes to everybody. They say yes to everything. And sometimes they are spread way too thin and Mm -hmm. usually self-care goes out the window. They're taking care of others and not so much taking care of themselves. So, you know, those are really big generalities, but you know, they're based on fact. And so just to take a look at, at yourselves, like we all do, right. I'm always checking it out. What could I be doing differently? What could I be doing better? Should I be saying yes more? No more. Like, how am I feeling? Am I doing things that fulfill me and are moving me towards what I want and how I want to be and how I want to feel? And that's true in our relationships too. Sometimes we stay in a relationship We'll say not for the best reasons. 
where we, you know, we might want to be saying no, but it's too scary and we don't know if we'll find anybody else. So we stay in a relationship that is not a good one or not fulfilling or not right for us. So Mm -hmm. it is important to also be able to take a look at who we're saying yes to and who we're saying no to. And that's not easy. None of this is easy, but it is something that I want everybody to start thinking about. And if you're somebody who is, we'll just say a little more rigid, and, you know, just says no a lot to start thinking about saying yes, just give it a try. Just experiment. Give yourself a week where you really make a conscious effort to say yes. And if you're somebody who doesn't say no, challenge yourself, give it a week, challenge yourself to say no. Somebody asks you for a favor or to do something and you don't want to do it. Just say no, no explanations needed you get to say no. So think about what, what works for you and what it might be for you that would feel that you were moving towards what you want more in your life. That sounds wonderful. And by the way, yes is very sexy. Yes is a very sexy word. And I think that it's a, it's a good thing to exercise. And there's also a wonderful quote that you shared with me, Lori, about the power behind no, The quote is, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no, because that helps us to, um, that's like our gauge as to whether or not um, what the opportunity is, is going to actually support what we really want to do. And if it's, if it's not a hell yes, that means it's not supporting what we really want to do. And that's the time for us to say no. So That's so good. And I agree with you. Yes is a sexy word. And on that note, you know, we need to think about what we're saying when we're in bed with somebody and we need to be saying yes. Yes. I love that. Oh, that feels so good. As opposed to, oh, I don't like that. No, please don't do that. Um, no, no, not there. Not, not there. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. when we, when we're giving that kind of feedback, which you know, look, it's better than not saying anything, but it does become problematic because the partner doesn't know where to touch. It's like, it's just a lot of no's. I can't do this. And she doesn't like that. Or he doesn't want this. And so always thinking about the things you want, letting your partner know the things you're enjoying, the yeses really will create a much more satisfying sex life too. And it it is sexy. Yes. (laughs) Say Say it in your voice, Melanie. Yes, Lori. (laughs) (laughs) I say yes to you. See, now I'm blushing. You can't see me, but I'm telling you, I'm blushing right now. <laughs> it is. It's just, and it's a beautiful, it's a the way it, the way it, it's, it can end with a nice little yes. Whereas no is like, no, it's, it's hard. A, you can hear. Yeah. It's like yeah. a slam, the slam of the door. Whereas yes, it's like the opening of the door. Oh. The opening of possibility. I love that. That is so well said. I love that. Yes. <laughs> and you just feel better saying yes. I mean, think about it. yes. Like, look at what your your face does. Everybody listening, I want you to right now in your car, wherever you are, just go yes. Right? Your, your whole face kind of opens up, and now yes. say no. It's it's mm. a whole different. It's a whole different energy. Your face does not do good things. although it is a little bit of a pucker so it might be sexy in that way no you're almost like in blowjob face (laughs) 
<laughs> oh. But if you're saying yeah, no, it's, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. So I love this conversation. It's so much fun and really important stuff. We just say things automatically. It's like the two-year-olds, you know, they're, they're testing their power, right? They say no. No. And it's so annoying, but we know that that's what they do. So we, you know, we realize that, but part of the reason they do it other than kind of, you know, testing their, their own power out is because they hear it so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, we say as parents to our small children, no, all the time. And there have been studies. I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know what it is exactly, but we say no. I think it's, you know, hundreds of times, but it's way too many times that we're saying no, no. And so part of it is they're hearing that word so often. And instead of saying no, which obviously if they're in danger, we need to, we need to stop them. But to say they're doing something that, you know, is dangerous or we don't want them to do, turn them towards something they would want to do and give them that and say, oh, look at this. Try Mm. this. Yes. Isn't that great? So to just be mindful of it, think is such an important thing and to let them know all the things that their children as well as lovers what they're doing right mm-hmm. not just what they're doing wrong I heard that the best way to deliver a no is by starting it out with a positive and then ending it with a positive it's called a, the Oreo so yeah, if um, sandwich if someone, method yeah sandwich right so if someone says would you like to go out with me and you're not interested you'd say I just think you are so lovely and I have the best time with you, but no, thank you. I really appreciate it. And then, but, but you just made my day. You're such a lovely person. Thank you. Well, see, that that would be, that would be a a nice rejection. It still sounds like a rejection, but you know, it's said so sweetly. (laughs) Versus the versus no, I would just say, Oh, you know what? I I can't. Thank you so much, but I really can't. Mm -hmm. That's it. (laughs) Well, that's good. I know, and I know that there are. Doesn't sound as sweet, though. But you know, well, there are theories that say that you know, being um, you know, like powerful is that you don't have to give any excuses. You just say it the way it is. Yes or no? No excuses. Yeah, but you didn't give an excuse. You really didn't. You didn't. You didn't explain or give an excuse. You were just really sweet and kind. Right. That's true. I think it depends. I think there are times that us being sweet and kind is (laughs) is dangerous. Oh. Why? Because it can give mixed messages. It can be giving the wrong message because it Mm -hmm. almost sounds like you're interested. And Mm -hmm. there are people who don't read cues very well. And we just have to be careful. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. And I have gotten into trouble in the past with probably having my messages or my words misread and people not really quite understanding. Yeah. I have a difficult time saying no. It has only been in recent years that I've been able to really say no in um, to set boundaries and that type of thing. So, you know, I'm more in tune with what I need to do, what my priorities are. There are times when I just know that I have to complete something to to meet my mission. Well, and so you I, know, yeah, you know what's important to you. Yeah. And so then I that's when I have to say an O. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because you're saying yes to something else. And to me, it is important to keep growing and to keep doing better and being aware of your boundaries, what you want, what you don't want, saying yes to more things or saying no, depending on where your area of growth is. 
or what is going to move you towards what you want is so important. And it actually is quite satisfying when you are making conscious decisions. You're not just going on autopilot. And that's what we're talking about. So I encourage all of you to take those challenges I talked about. Hopefully you'll start to really be aware of the many times you say yes when you don't mean it, or the many times you say no when you could be saying yes, and maybe fear or or just autopilot is getting in your way. So these are things I encourage everybody to think about. And Melanie, always a pleasure to talk to you. And this time on the phone. um, I know. We're not even the phone. It's actually, (laughs) we're not even talking on the phone. We're talking through Skype. So fabulous new technology. Yeah. We'll see how it sounds. I hope it has good quality. It sounds good from my end and we can do this more. And if you are somebody who's listening and you would like me to interview you or you want to be on the show, let me know. We can do it. Just contact me. You know how to contact me. Lori at drlauriebuckley.com. And we have lots of exciting things coming up. Speaking of saying yes, Uh, There is a store, a website store that I am developing that is going to be live probably in the next couple of weeks. And there are going to be resources and products and things that I recommend. And it's going to continue to grow. There'll be different opportunities, courses and free material and just some really good stuff, including a product that has been in development for a while that is going to help women and couples increase their level of sexual pleasure and arousal. And I am excited about that. I hope everybody Mm -hmm. else is too. So as we get closer to that, I will be announcing it. And that was saying yes to doing a lot of hard, scary stuff. (laughs) It's just a whole new world to me but I was very passionate about this product. And I'm always talking to people about things that could really improve their their sex life or different resources that would help. So this will be a site that everybody can go to and they can get all of that information. So again, we will announce that soon. And Melanie, I look forward to talking to you soon. I look forward to our next conversation. It's always a good one. And I'm filled with yeses for you, Lori. (laughs) Thank you for this great conversation. Thank you, Melanie. And (laughs) listeners, thank you for listening. I always appreciate it. And we'll be back soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.